Hello and welcome to Freedom Matters Today. It is Monday, October the 30th, 2023. I am Michael J. Sutton. Today we are continuing our series on the identity of Jesus. This is part of our theme, Freedom from Past and Prejudice. Freedom Matters Today looks at freedom from a Christian perspective. What is freedom from past and prejudice? Well, freedom from the past involves things that define us and things that bind us which prevent us from knowing God and ourselves. For Jesus, the past both defined and bound him in life and in death. Freedom from prejudice is the way we see ourselves and others based on the things which divide us. For Jesus, prejudice was a stumbling block, an obstacle for those close to him, and it was all nonsense for those who were not. It is Jesus, the Son of God, the message of God, who enables us to see clearly our past and confront our prejudice so we might live in complete freedom. Let's recap. Last time we looked at the identity of Jesus in terms of two aspects of his identity that we don't usually look at. First, Jesus is the heir of all things. The heir means the one who will inherit. And the son will inherit everything, including me, you, and everyone. The son is the one in whom God has given the future. Jesus is given the future as his right, and we get nothing. This is a remarkable assertion, but it is also unambiguous. The Son is the heir, the one God appoints, the one God decides, receives the future. The future is not a place or a time, but a person. The world is a painting that God painted through the sun and it was given away for a time and one day this painting will be given back to the one who painted it and it is his. The sun also created all things. This echoes the Gospel of John, suggesting that this tradition, this belief was around before the fall of Jerusalem in AD 70. The belief in Jesus as God, the belief in Jesus as creator, was not some fiction invented centuries later, but something the early Christian communities affirmed as true. All things were created through the sun. The sun is infused with creative power, and everything we see bears his trademark. So how is a human Jesus God? The identity of Jesus is really the heart of of the problem of Christianity. I cannot think of anything else. Identity, who we are, it seems to me is one of the most important issues in today's world. Perhaps at no other time in recent memory have so many people questioned their own identity, the identity of their nation, the identity of their clan or tribe or people. Getting identity right is one of the new issues in navigating relationships in the workplace, at home 
and in society. As usual, most Christians scoff at this attempt of many to discover who they are. But this is not the most Christian response, for the questions which are bound for many were of acute importance to the man, Jesus of Nazareth, as he lived on earth. Who he was, who he perceived himself to be, whom he believed himself to be in relation to God, were at the heart of his spiritual journey and his search for personal meaning. Who Jesus was, who he really was, how he lived, what he stood for, how he died, and what he thought and believed, are at the centre of the problem. Jesus did not write a book, nor did he record anything. The only account we have of him writing was one solitary scribble in the dirt. Everything written about him was penned by others, those who knew him or claimed to know him, and others who collated and edited texts about his life and the life of the early groups of people who identified with him. Many today do not believe he existed. Others believe that the early Christians invented stories about him, drawn from existing legends and narratives. Some discount and dismiss all the supernatural elements of the New Testament as fiction, and try to salvage what they see as merit from what is left. Some search for the so-called true words of Jesus, and they find comfort in the occasional Aramaic phrases littered across the gospel accounts like confetti in the grass. For them, Jesus may have said these phrases, but beyond that, they grope in the dark. Others accept the basic story of Jesus, but cannot accept that God would allow him to perish on the cross. Some believe that the angels came and replaced him with another. Some believe everything up to the cross, but dismiss the resurrection, arguing that it is complete make-believe. Some believe that faith is belief in something that is not possible, and that if Jesus rose for you, then he did rise. But outside of personal, subjective faith, Jesus stayed dead. For them, death took him and kept him, and the resurrection as an event of history is dubious. These are the thoughts of most people in the world. For most people, they might admit that Jesus could have existed, and if he did, then he was at best a good man who stood up for good things, but who died because he stood up to those in power. Even the harshest critics of Christians often have praise for Jesus, for in him they see everything the church claims to stand for, but doesn't. If he is a good man, then they see in Jesus someone who may have taught some valuable lessons that we should copy today, if we have the moral fortitude or courage. As for whether this Jesus is more than a man, that Jesus is God, or even slightly divine, it is completely nonsensical to most people. As for the church, it is drummed into them at an early age. The divinity of Jesus is to be accepted without question and without doubt. And those who have questions and doubts 
can join the long list of people the church deems as those outside the kingdom of God. But these questions and these doubts were asked and felt by the early Christians and even some of the disciples of Jesus. And it took Christians several centuries to come to some agreement about all of it. So, if you have doubts, if you doubt the divinity of God, the divinity of Jesus, if you doubt the historicity of Jesus, whether he existed, if you doubt the texts about Jesus, if you have questions about any of it, then that is perfectly natural and normal. But if you have no questions, no doubts, nothing you really want to know, and it all makes perfect sense, and you've never thought to even think about it, then perhaps you should, because you probably don't know as much as you think you know. Then there are those who scoff and say, we must simply believe it all on faith. It's simple to believe. Just believe, have faith. And those without this faith are cast out into the ever-widening circle of those who are not in the Jesus Club. The identity of Jesus is also a problem for Christians because for many of them, any objection to the divinity of Jesus is offensive or immaterial or irrelevant. For many Christians, the evidence is overwhelming and they believe that everyone simply needs to accept the evidence and they will find that Jesus is God. Christians rush to the divinity of Jesus faster than they run for trains. For some reason, it is the divinity of Jesus that holds the most attraction for them. The idea that Jesus was human is not enough. They need to know that he was more than a man, because that could explain all that he did and all that he was. The identity of Jesus is also a problem for those who do not identify with Christianity but believe in God because Jesus stands apart. Those of the so-called Abrahamic faith have little in common with Christians. It's a popular assertion today that the children of Abraham are of the same mould, but this is just a new twist on the all-men-are-brothers plea in the 19th century. The all-men-are-brothers argument did not stop the West destroying the Ottoman Empire. In the same way that American Christians stood with Jesus by sending the Middle East back to the Stone Age during the War on Terror. The divinity of Jesus is also a problem for ordinary people who are searching for truth, for hope and for love. For some reason Jesus is unattractive to them. For some reason Jesus scares them. For some reason Jesus is uninvited to their table. They're happy to see him as one of us if he lived at all. But they cannot countenance the idea that he is also divine. This is ironic, in a way, because so many of Anglo-Saxon heritage these days consider themselves divine. The children of what was the New Age spiritual revolution have been taught to look within and find the God within, and they do just that. Popular Western written books on Buddhism flourish, 
an expression of the desire to find truth outside of traditional patterns of institutional religion. But strangely, while many worship themselves as living gods, they do not see Jesus as also being divine. They, in their godly deity, have no room for anyone else. Many people therefore struggle with the Christian belief that Jesus is both God and human. They would not be the only ones. As I said earlier, Christians are in three camps when it comes to Jesus. Some emphasize his divinity while discounting his humanity, and others do the opposite. The third camp accepts the tension between his humanity and his divinity, and this is essentially the story of Jesus portrayed in the New Testament. The identity of Jesus, who he is, where he came from, and what he is here to do, is at the heart of the message of the good news. The resurrection, that is, the idea that Jesus rose from the dead, the resurrection is important to us because we live in a scientific age where resurrection is opposed to all we believe. But the ancients, they had no problem with the rising of the dead. Their problem would have been with the identity of Jesus, for they too struggled with the idea that God, the eternal spirit, the God from ages past, the all-seeing and all-knowing God, might decide to take human form with all its weaknesses and frailty. If God is God, why would he bother? Since God can do anything. And what would it mean for God himself if he took human form? Why would he need to become human? What is it about the idea that God needs to become a human being? that is so fundamentally important to the Christian message? What is it about flesh and blood? What is it about living on this earth, living as one of us, that goes to the heart of not only what it means to be a human, but what it means to be God? These are the questions we need to ask if Jesus and his identity are to have any meaning in this world. Remember, freedom matters today because you matter to God. See you next week.